This confrontation can cancel your career. Canceled. Welcome back to another episode of the Cancel Culture Pod, the writer's room where a diverse group of Gen Z female comedy writers write an unoffensive joke about a topic that most might consider a no-fly zone in comedy, that even an old cis white dude, aka my dad, could tell without getting canceled. Today's topic, jokes about Asian people. That's right, we're going to write a joke about Asian people that a white dad, a white dude, also my dad, could tell without sounding like an asshole. Why? To show it is possible. possible. Great, and now that my ears are bleeding, let's take a minute to introduce our players today. And let's all vote. Do you think we can tell a joke about Asian people that even this dude over here could tell? All right, let's see. Elena, who's a paid dancer at Bot Mitzvahs, <laughs> what do you think? Ooh, I'm, I'm feeling kind of so-so about this one. Uh, yeah, I think it's possible for us to write something funny. I have faith in us. I just think we're going to have okay. to be really, really sensitive mm-hmm. in light of everything that is happening. Gang-gang. Fair enough. All right, Mahek, who's allergic to cats, but willingly chooses to cuddle with one every night, and I believe just let one into her room there. We have it. Oh my God, he's gotten so big. Is that a cat or an elephant? <laughs> don't body hey, don't shaming. shaming. Yeah, no fat shaming the cat. Hey, hello to the pod oh viewers. God. Dying. <laughs> hello. Hey, um, oh, so me cute. and Franklin, me and Franklin think that, yeah, I think we could figure out a way to tell a funny, I think we can do it. I feel confident. That's if you don't go into anaphylactic shock before the end of the episode, but okay. This is very I'm true. On <laughs> All right, Sarah, who drinks water out of a vase. This is true. Uh, what do you think? Um, oh, I have lost faith this week. I'm feeling pretty nervous about it. Been biting my nails. I just think with everything that's been going on, like the amount of hate crimes and every, I just, I think it's touchy right now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And I am Jamie um, and I'm actually starting my own line of low rise socks under the local bridge. So find me, find me, <laughs> find me after the You heard the it pod. here first. You heard it here first. Um, I think that we can do it. Hesitant, but I think we can. I think we're smart-ish adjacent. I don't know. I don't know. So I, 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 a hesitant yes. All right. And lastly and leastly, Evan, who has all but legally adopted Mahek. Any thoughts? When did that happen? To be honest, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset because not only did I just get rejected from my adopted father, I also got thrown under the bus by my sister (laughs) who just said, you got that line. Welcome to the family. (laughs) Yes. Like a perfect uh, little window. Intro, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, are you going to vote? Do you, do you uh, think we can do it? Uh, no. Boo. Stop talking. Yeah. Shut it, Dad. We actually don't want to hear it. So. Yeah. It's still going so well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, team. Before we get into examples of bad jokes that have been told about Asian people, let's give a little context. I mean, I'm sure our listeners are well aware of the rise of Asian hate across the globe. Uh, We, you know, have seen spikes in not only just physical assault hate crimes, but also just the vitriol and rhetoric around Asian people, especially since the start of COVID and all Mm. of the racism that has come with it. So it it has become a huge, huge issue. Obviously, it was always an issue, but we have definitely seen, I mean, in New York alone, there have been so many hate crimes. I mean, people on their way to work at the public, there was a whole post about that recently. So it's really bad. And I just think that as we look at these jokes, it's important to keep that in mind, not only because it makes them that much worse, but also it just shows that like, I think Asian people are are one group in comedy that is often the butt of jokes with no remorse, mm-hmm. you know? They're, it's okay still to make these blatantly racist jokes. Yeah, Evan. Uh, just to, to put a stat on it, uh, Asian hate crimes rose 339% last year. Mm. Damn. Sickening. Yeah. Really bad. Really bad. Um, so now let's look at some comedy. <laughs> let's be funny. We're going to start off. Yeah. This is actually funnily enough, but not so funny. Um, a clip of Chris Rock from the Oscars circa. 2016, 2016, I think. 2016, 2015, 2016. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, Chris Rock has had his history with Oscars. So here we go. I don't ahead. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Let's watch the yeah, clip. I mean, I mean, <laughs> As always, the result of tonight's Academy Awards have been tabulated by the accounting firm of Price, Waterhouse, and Cooper. They sent us their most dedicated, accurate, and hardworking representatives. So I want you to please welcome Ming Zhu. Bao Ling and David Moskowitz. If anybody's upset about that joke, just tweet about it on your phone that was also made by these kids. Okay? Ew. Take that, <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, the involvement of kids really also puts the name Not on the Not enough that he made fun of Asian people, but he also put kids on who couldn't defend themselves. Yikes. Four kids oh, walking out on the stage. I mean, just like, if I was his publicist, I'd be like, don't say anything either, because you're just going to dig this hole deeper. Just say where, nothing. Where is Will Smith when you need him? Right. <laughs> Band. Hey. Yeah, it's just like the, it's insult on top of insult on top of insult, because he really, he drove it home, too. He didn't let up. He said the thing about the phones at the end. Mm. It's like, the children looked uncomfortable. They looked extremely uncomfortable. What are you talking about? It was their first appearance at the Oscar. Just budding of their like action career. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the fact that he says, "Well, I do, you know, if you're going to make fun of that, just tweet on your phone that they, they, these kids also made." As if the people in China have a choice about making your iPhone. Yeah, I was right? thinking um, labor is a good episode idea for us, honestly. Like child right. labor. If anything, he kind of planted some seeds for us. Yes, seriously. Yeah. Also, um, it's I think it's the uh, DRC that actually makes a lot of it. They do a lot of the mining for iPhones anyway. Yeah. Other child labor. Just putting that in there. Just saying. Jada was right. <laughs> She's rarely wrong. So I should got a whole podcast about, you know, talking about stuff. She, he went there. We, we should, should have, have a red table talk. We should <laughs> yeah, we go should. there. 
and talk about we should do a cross a crossover episode between cancel culture and red table talk i mean kind of iconic it would be that would be so messy i don't think i like your theory i'll start dming her right now okay What's your what's the theory? Sarah? Like the theory that like having a podcast like means you know what you're talking about because <laughs> I think about <laughs> word Rogan, you know. Well, Rogan has a podcast. Exactly. And he's I a like genius. I just think we should lay out. I mean, obviously I think it's pretty obvious what's wrong with this, but what's wrong with this joke? Other than the fact that it's obvious. <laughs> Sarah. Well, one thing is like social suicide for the kids. I feel so bad they had to go to school the next day. It's like just <laughs> embarrassing for them. Um, yeah, that's a side note though. They're a bigger fish to fry though. There are more issues than that. I think what struck me too was the fact that this is the Oscars. So it's not just the fact that Chris Rock told this offensive joke. It's that it had to pass by so many people. Not only did they write the joke and tell it, they had to cast those children. There was somebody who sat down and was like, okay, this is the joke. We need to cast three kids. Like, here we go. It was, there was nowhere along like, yes, Chris Rock is to blame for telling it and probably writing it. But what what happened in the teams of people? Yeah, like who? That was like nobody designer that gave them briefcases. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it went that far. There were little it went that aesthetic far. details, mm. right? And it was just so stereotypical. Like wow, wow. Like we've heard it a thousand times. You've heard it once. Heard it again. I also just feel like the joke is so useless. Like there was no reason or even setup that was like like it was so cuttable it was so cuttable yeah like there was no yeah. need to keep that in there mm-hmm. and it makes me so yeah. sad because it's like these little kids like you know them their parents they probably thought like this is such a huge opportunity like literally to be on the Oscars stage at such a young age like especially if you're aspiring actors like that's really exciting and then to be paraded out for a very tone-deaf joke and then doubled down on it too about like child labor. Yeah. It's just super gross. Like, mm-hmm. and it want- didn't go unaddressed either. I mean, there were tons of people who spoke out against right. this joke after the fact. A lot of famous Asian actors were even saying like, "This was such a low hack joke that you told." Like, haha, Asians are gonna ma- like, aren't we past this? Mm-hmm. This is so. Yeah. It's just lazy too. It's like not funny and also offensive and. And we're still here to, this is, you know, what, six, however many years later, and we're still telling the same same jokes. jokes. Come on. Mm -hmm. Diversity. The Oscars has diversity. There's a black person and Asian people on stage. Oh my God. Yeah. If you just saw a screenshot of that, you'd be like, it looks good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) How far we've progressed. Right. Um, all right. So I think like, I can, I just want to, I don't know. It's like family guy random. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how they have those random cuts in like yes. cartoons where it's just something, but it just doesn't work necessarily in the cartoon, but definitely not at the Oscars 2016. I also think like going like to your point, Sarah, I totally, like, I think it gets normalized so much because the conversation was pitched to something that was like oh yeah it's funny like they like it the the stereotypes aren't that bad they're not like they're not like violent in nature right like mm-hmm. they can you know we can get away with saying that but only recently has that conversation gotten reframed with context that it is violent and like mm-hmm. violence is happening and there are real people that are suffering and mm-hmm. I feel like only then has it become something that anyone cares about but before that mm-hmm. it was very like this is fine they don't care yeah. it's cool and it just like mm-hmm. was never cool yeah, Evan. Do you, do you think that's because of the stereotype of the model minority? It's like, oh, they're 
so nice, you know. Oh, I they think won't, so. They won't get upset. Mm-hmm. I believe that 100%. I also think a lot of times crimes against Asian people are belittled or seen as less than because they're seen as the strong, mild minority, right? That they don't actually have the same problems that other minorities have in this country, which is just not true at all. Yeah. So they're, yeah. I feel like people forget that we, America, put Asian people in concentration camps. Right. Like, I feel like people really forgotten. just just mm-hmm. conveniently forgot that that was a huge thing that happened. And yep. then like, they're like, oh, they're the white people of, of POC. Like, yeah. and it's like, I what? barely even, what are you I didn't even know that fact. I really didn't. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and it was our immigration ban for super, super long. Like post-World War II, we were not letting yeah. anyone into this country. I wasn't taught that. In Did you all history. read well, um, <laughs> Farewell to Man- Manzanar in high school? Yes. Yeah. No. I went, I guys, I'm from Michigan. I learned nothing in the Midwest. Oh, I, feel like it was, I feel like it was do. required reading when I was in high school, but I just feel like it's it was, not so much. It was anymore. something we read in school. For our viewers at home, if you want to little, learn a little bit more about the history of um, Asian people in America and how they've been treated, I highly suggest reading Farewell to Manzanar. It's a great mm. read. Mm. I'll do um, it. Yeah, but if you guys want to learn more about the Asian American experience, you should watch this podcast because I'm Asian American <laughs> and you should read anything I write and you should like all the stuff I do. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite anti Asian if you don't. It's pretty racist yeah. if you don't watch this podcast. For my head. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. All right, friends. I think we have to take a quick ad break here, you know, get our get our sponsor in. So we'll see you after these messages. Bye. (laughs) Ah, school lunch. The best time of the day. The time when you get to whip out the sweaty Wonder Bread your mum stuffed in a plastic bag. Scrumptious. But, oh no, here we go again. The Asian kid in class is eating a vibrant, flavorful meal organized neatly into a bento box to remind you that your mum loves watching The Bachelor more than you and you just can't resist telling him it smells like piss, can you? Introducing Baloney Mist, a spritz bottle filled with a cold cut that you can spray in front of your face to squash any scent of ethnic cuisine that's trying to ruin your lunchtime. This is America after all, is what the bumper sticker says that comes with every purchase. Baloney Mist comes in three other exclusive scents, Velveeta, Frito pie and Nesquik strawberry milk. Mmm, baloney mist. So you can stay your bland, culturally insensitive, unseasoned self. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. All right, welcome back. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome back from the ads. Here we are again, Cancel Culture Pod. Before we left, we were reviewing some truly horrific jokes about Asian people. Um, I think we need a palate cleanser. I think we need to see a good example and have a little bit of faith restored in humanity. Uh, So why don't we take a look at this good example? I believe it is Joe Coy, who is doing his own stand-up special in this. And we look, I look out into the crowd. You can't tell us apart, you can. You know how many Mexicans my mom walks up to and goes, Filipino? Sorry, 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 sorry. There's a way you can tell Asians apart from other Asians. 
It's by their accent, and only if they have accents. <laughs> Out of all the Asians, Koreans are the easiest, because when a Korean person talks, they sound like they've been smoking weed all day. <laughs> like right before they talk, just. <laughs> 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 Koreans sound like Asian ghosts. <laughs> My best friend growing up was Korean. I remember the first time I went to his house, his dad yelled from upstairs, I thought the fucking house was haunted. <laughs> Swearing out right when I walked in. <laughs> Vietnamese, I love Vietnamese people. You're my. I love you. You're the smallest of the Asians. You're smaller. But I will tell you this, don't fuck with Vietnamese people. They will fight anybody. Those little fuckers will fight any, they don't give a shit. I don't care how strong you are, they will fight you. They will run up to you and say shit. That's their little feet. I had one run up to me at the end of the show. Hey, dude, what you say to me like that, dude? <laughs> they, talk. They, talk. they talk real fast. You know they talk that fast. They talk like that real fast, like, dude, what you say to me like that, dude? They talk real fast, like that, dude. <laughs> Koreans sound like they've been smoking weed all day. Vietnamese people sound like they've been doing cocaine their whole life. Hey, dude, what you say to me like that, dude? Don't you talk to me like that, dude? What you say to me like that? <laughs> I love him. I love him. I mean, I do think that there's something to be said that I don't think somebody who is not Asian could tell any of those jokes, right. but mm-hmm. it's hilarious. It's and so he, his physical comedy and timing is, oh, God, so good. I think it's Joke so I- interesting, too, how he uses... <laughs> accents in a way yeah. that's respectful and also he prefaces a lot of things like I love Vietnamese people and then you pan to the audience mm-hmm. it's like so many different people right like so diverse of an audience so many Asian yeah. people sitting and watching and then I mean the other things we saw with accents were just so incredibly racist and hateful and it was interesting yeah. to see an Asian person use this as a tool to combat racism like you can't yeah. tell us apart right I thought that was cool yeah a lot there are a lot of really great asian comedians who do that margaret cho jimmy yang um alice wong yeah and i think you i think it's i think it's kind of a key element to comedy it's like make fun of your own right yes that i think is why i was cautious with this episode i guess that could be the case with any of the episodes we look at that deal with race but yeah but it goes back to the rule of like max og rule no one's holding a gun to your head yeah, you right. don't have to tell a joke about Asian people. In right. fact, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't. Like, I don't, I, it's like, it is one of those things. And I think what it, to Elena's point about this set of jokes that he tells, that Joe Koi tells is, it's so specific. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, it's not just, I'm going to do an Asian accent. It's talking about the difference and, ha- and how it's racist to think we all sound the same and right. look the same. Mm-hmm. These are what the difference is. And it's accurate too. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not just putting on some Asian accent. He's being specific about what people yeah. sound like and actual things about the culture. And I mean, I'm pretty sure he's speaking Korean in the first part. I don't actually yes. know, but I, I would assume he's not just making up words. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's, it's things like that, that, 
then you look at, you know, the white people who are just doing racist accents and they're just, you know, I'm going to put on an Asian accent and then tell mm-hmm. racist jokes within the Asian accent is yeah. what is really insane about it. Yeah. In this case, it's just like really observational. It's like really impressive observational comedy that no one can deny because it's so well done. Mm-hmm. Like the ghost stuff, like it's ridiculous. It's absurd, but it's also, it is really valid. I think that's why it's, it's funny. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. The heck. I also think there's something to be said about like being a white comic and being uncomfortable with telling those jokes that I, I think that's like a good place to be. Like, yeah. I, I, I think there's this weird pressure to be able to joke about everything in order to be funny or like a successful comedian be like, obviously we've kind of created that challenge for ourselves <laughs> being able to write jokes for a lot of different topics, but I think a lot of comedians take that on as like some kind of badge of honor when I don't think that's the case at all. Like Mm -hmm. the most successful comedians I can think of, at least in my definition of that, which is that they make me laugh, are people that found their lane or found their thing that they really want to explore or that they like a format, whether it's animation or stand up or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they just like rock it there and they do their thing. You don't have to be this like, I don't know. I think and maybe that speaks to like a greater cultural thing too, in terms of like work and always grinding and hustling and being the best. Well, I don't know, but like, I do think you, you're going to produce a better product if you, if you make it specific, right. In anything. Yeah. So like the idea that you have to be overarching, able to make a joke about anything, not only is that detrimental to your success, just in terms of like your mental health and your ability to like conquer what you need to do, but it's also potentially hateful because now you're going on stage with something half-baked that could really impact a lot of people and jokes as we always say like they have power like they're not stupid little things like it takes you have to be really smart first of all to write a funny joke you have to be empathetic to do one that's not punching down like these are important traits to have as a successful comedian and I think they just get sacrificed in the name of being known sometimes right yeah hashtag girl boss yeah hashtag <laughs> drop the mic yeah I think <laughs> to quote a part chuck it <laughs> to quote a part on Trilla, who's another um female Asian comic um she once said that you know I think it's pretty ridiculous I'm paraphrasing I think it's pretty ridiculous that in today's day and age people still say it's just a joke or you know I'm just kidding mm-hmm. You know, it's ridiculous yeah. to think that your words don't actually have an impact on the people you're talking to, especially if your audience looks like you. Also, if you have to say that was a joke, it wasn't funny. <laughs> if, you to, if you ever have to say that was a joke or I'm not a racist, A, that right. wasn't funny. And yes, you are a racist. Yeah. Why do you feel the need to have a disclaimer? Also, if your audience looks like you and you're still saying it was a joke, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Re-examine, please. Yeah. Evan. Uh, yeah. I think, I think there's this hangover from the, you know, the seventies and eighties uh, that, you know, if it's shocking, it's funny. Uh, mm. And that's the whole thing is like, Oh, I'm yeah. just going to shock people. And the tension that released in the room, and it often has this result just forces a laugh out of people. Cause when people are nervous, they laugh. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like an easy, like just say fuck on stage and everybody laughs. And that's a, that's it's just hack. Probably fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Me writing that down for my next my little routine. I'm like, just my first stand-up act fuck. was just me saying the c word for like a minute straight. Seriously. So there you go. But also, I just want to say 
as a funny person, I want people to like genuinely bust a gut. I don't want them to yeah. like Haha, pity laugh, like Haha, I'm uncomfortable. No, I want them to be crying every time they hear me speak. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've, you know, handled that. Um, mm. I would love to move into the pew, 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 writer's room. <laughs> um, this is you the get, you do it every episode. I know. <laughs> I have fun here, guys. I have fun. It's my outlet. Oh, All right. As you should. So the writer's room where we write a joke. Hopefully the room. that doesn't get us canceled. I think this is a difficult one, friends. I think this is a challenging one. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we start with some prompt ideas and see what we can come up with? I know we there was a joke about, I mean, there was, we had talked about maybe making a joke about stereotypes and about how wrong they are. So there right. were a few of those. Yeah, I have an idea. I don't know how we're going to run with it. But one of the main things that we actually haven't touched upon today, one of the main stereotypes yeah. is elephant in the room, the small penis thing, right? So maybe not an elephant. <laughs> yeah. The- Evan just looked so shocked and scarred. <laughs> we say penis. Yeah. The word so was we penis. Mean, like we use proper wee, anatomy like in this podcast. Penis. Yeah, penis. You um, know, schlong. You know. No, I don't. Can you explain? May I? Um, this is a talk for an image. Yeah, Sarah anyway, was talking. I have to, yeah, allow me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the whole small penis thing. So I was thinking, like, like, why, you know, why is that stereotype a thing, right? And I, my theory is that, you know, white men want to make themselves feel better. So they create this, like, a ranking system. Um, and almost randomly, I guess, it just got, like, thrown at Asian people. Um, not random, but. Not random? <laughs> not well, random. I guess, but I mean, like, the size of the penis thing. Like, it makes sense I- that it was. I feel like you know it's tools of masculation, like, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like it's, like, in the ranking, like, the most masculine, sorry, I didn't mean to, like, the most masculine sexualized people are not allowed to be people or smart, and that's Black men, right? And then, like, the most smart model, model minority are emasculated and don't have any sexuality. They're, like, children, so you can patronize them, and that the bottom, that's Asian. You know what I mean? I don't no, think it was so random. Right. I think it was wow. so intentional to rank people, but that's So it's directly linked. That, no, oh, that yeah. makes perfect sense. I guess Two, ranking yes. races is never good. No. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <I> take. <laughs> oh. hmm. I also think it's tied to the fetishization of Asian women. So you mm-hmm. belittle the men so that you can fetishize the women. Yep. Well, and in the opposite, yeah. same thing with black women. But continuing on. Who's doing yeah. this stuff? Who decided <laughs> this was okay? Yeah. Right? Mac is just learning about racism right now. <laughs> I just don't like the idea that like some guy out there was Wait, like, Wait, you don't oh, like I know racism, Mac? Really I, I thought you were a huge Asian fan. Women. Well, only sometimes. I mean, it's really specific. Like, it's not a blanket right. thing yeah. that I just like all the time. Selective just kidding. Racism. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not a racist. Just kidding. <laughs> and it was funny that time. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Oh my god continue sarah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so okay fine so the very the not random at all the actually very pointed decision to make um asian men out as having small penises i thought we could do like a kind of therapy session to like some little dick in the locker room or something who's trying to like um <laughs> belittle his peers for having little peepees i don't know i a white I, guy you mean a white guy for yes, sure for yeah. sure for sure yeah you know like some sort of a heart to heart. What does that joke sound like, Sarah? 
<laughs> I do this this hour. Are we going to take it? Everything. <laughs> you really going to go there right now? It's in the clouds right now. Just give me a second. Someone give that and then I'll, I'll, I'll do some calculations in the background. I'll come back with something. All right. Well, I was going to bring up how I, I don't know what the joke is, to be fair, but I just thought maybe there's a joke in the, the union of Jewish people and Chinese people because on Christmas, Jewish people eat Chinese food. I don't know if there's something there, but that's something I was thinking about. And then Mahek mentioned that Muslim people also eat Chinese food on Christmas. Okay, I do want to say, Rook, I don't know if that's true. My Muslim family, my (laughs) specific Muslim family eats Chinese food on on Christmas. So therefore, I'm just deciding that they all do. Extrapolating. I guess, I mean, why wouldn't they, right? Because like, what else? You monolithed yourself. Right. (laughs) But but what are they going to eat? Like, they can't eat what Christmas ham. That's what you do, right? Like, we don't eat ham. Well, if if you're not Christian and you want to go out to eat on Christmas, there's really not that much else to eat. Right. I mean, it is a federal holiday, which is kind of kind of crazy to think about all the things that are not federal holidays. But yeah, Yeah. there's nothing open. I'm so sick of the government, but I like like that setup. There's definitely a, there's definitely a joke in there somewhere, but I think like the way you twist it is more like, I feel like the joke would end up being more about the government or more about like Jewish people and less about the actual, you know, like the Asian cultures put in there, but I don't know if it's like, well, I was going to say something along the lines of like, I feel like a trope of Jewish mothers is that they like always want you to eat more. So I feel like they'd get along really well on Christmas with Chinese moms because you're going to eat at a Chinese. I don't know. Mm. Also, you're picturing it like mom to mom. Yeah. Like mama, like mom to mom. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Uh, (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Well, that's that's the whole joke. (laughs) Maybe let's move on. (laughs) All right. Okay. We tried it. We tried it. We tried. There's nothing there. Um, okay. Another, another prompt, anybody? Um, Um, like people, I think something that happens, like people get made fun of for the food they eat at school, like different cultures. So I don't know if that's like a good breeding ground for a joke, but, um, I know that that's a thing. Yeah. And that's kind of an insane thing. And considering Mm -hmm. the amount of weird shit that American people eat. Right. Yeah. That part. You're you eating know. spray cheese, Stanley. Shut exactly. the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It's not even cheese. Uh, yeah. But I, I wonder. That's pretty good. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just being pessimistic. But I feel like that would be hard to make not as an Asian person. Like, how do you I don't know how I would respectfully talk about food guess, and like put you know what I mean? Like, I guess it would be like joke. if you like drop your kid off at daycare older than that, at preschool, and that um and you see there's like this rotten little kid who's like bullying this like asian kid for eating like delicious like szechuan noodles like something amazing something that right. we want to eat Fish, um, yeah. and then i guess jamie's like punchline of like you're eating spray cheese stanley or whatever the fuck else or sun well, butter. Sun yeah butter. <laughs> yeah no or like just like the punchline has to be about the bully the weird okay yeah, got like, it weird yeah American. okay okay the punchline has to be about the fact that like like really you're gonna make fun of this kid for having like a five course amazingly made like exactly. like, like, like fish and balance and spice and noodles and and like amazing food that right. has yeah. actual like aroma and taste to it and, and you're over here eating like 
nutrients crackers with dust on top shut the fuck up brad i don't know if this is too like uh okay maybe i'm venturing into another topic which is fat shaming but Mm. like is there because in my head when i think about that joke where to take it it makes sense to me of like okay an american kid what is in the american diet that is like laughable okay obviously obese childhood obesity is like a huge problem in america Mm -hmm. if they're eating like mcdonald's for lunch or whatever for lunch and this child's eating like a home-cooked meal that smells you know whatever weird way but Mm -hmm. then it's like I don't want to fat shame a a hypothetical child but then I'm like is it okay if the hypothetical child's being racist where does it cancel out (laughs) (laughs) can we fat shame racist shame a kid as long as they're a racist yeah (laughs) I think you run into dangerous territory with that for sure Although yeah. fat shaming, we have to, we have to talk about it feels like a good, good episode, by the way. Right. I oh, think so too. Body shaming in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's other one. weird American food though that isn't directly like highly calorific. Like there's all that weird food that was eaten in the seventies, like the jello, you know, like oh, yeah. isn't that a thing? Like when everything was made with like What's gelatin and like disgusting. I don't know. Yeah, um, no. Oh yeah. What is there's the, tons yeah, of gross American food. I, what are the rules here? I mean, it, it, make fun of the bully, not the bullied, right? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And it does feel like the second you you pull in the smelling f- weird food thing again, you're like playing into the stereotypes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That part I, of I think the- if you acknowledge that it's wrong, like I think that was a big part of yeah, all of right. our rule sets was like you have to blatantly acknowledge that the racism and stereotyping is incorrect and so offensive. Like, why do we make fun of Asian right. food when our food right. is so fucked up? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what does it's cheese like, whiz yeah. really smell like, guys? What does cheese whiz really smell yeah. like? Yeah. I'm more concerned that your food doesn't have a smell because then it's right. just made of plastic. Like, right. what's mm-hmm. happening? Twinkies. Yeah. I think there's definitely a joke in there. Okay. Yeah. It's just whether one. it's the one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one. I know that there was also discussion of writing a joke about, um, the idea that like Asian people, like people are like, oh, we're past racism. We have representation. Like crazy versions exists, you know? Yes. One and, film. Yeah, it's one film. Um, <laughs> and that, but then like you look at people who are getting the roles of Asian people, like white people who are getting Asian roles, and you're like, what is happening? All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you right. Yeah. That's absurd. It's called yellow for face, sure. by the way. Ah, which also true. inherently sounds a little racist I know. yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. by a little i mean a lot <laughs> i mean that, that's the point because it is racist so it should sound racist when you're talking yeah. about it we yeah. don't need to make it, it fluffy. black face right, right. yeah we don't call it african-american yeah. face yeah well not all black people are african-american also true so. word you heard it here first <laughs> folks Wait, <what? laughs> That's like when you're like, I, I had this gym teacher growing up who was so terrified to say the word black because mm-hmm. he like, <laughs> like he would say like African-American and like there were people in our school who were not African-American, like, Africa, right. were like truly just black from another place. Right. And, like we're never American. No, oh, it's my favorite when middle-aged white people are like black with a question mark. <laughs> Wow. like they think in their head me. it's a curse word and so they yeah. don't know how to like be normal that's oh, so goofy so funny. anyway anyway so so yeah I wrote this little thing I think it could work in Evan's voice mm. um but it definitely needs like tweaking okay so mm. all right so it would just start being like you know I guess I just don't understand why there's such a push for diversity in Hollywood I mean I feel like we've made a lot of progress as an industry 
It used to be really different. Like back when I was a kid, we only had Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> and kids today, kids today have um, Asian American A-listers like Emma Stone and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that because for very specific reasons. Why? <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, what's up? Uh, Breakfast with Tiffany's was made like 10 years before I was born, so. Wait, how older? Or never mind. I'm not um, talk about that. No, I think I think I like that a lot. I'm I'm kidding. I well, thought, okay. Well, let's find another example. Was there another? I have a, example I have a really good one. It's what? really egregious. Um, and the actor who played the part actually has come out and apologized for it since. Uh, so there's this movie when I was a kid, actually a kid, called uh, Short Circuit. About a, a wow, symptom. the silence after you. I have Evan really said, he really said, I'm not that old. Let me tell you a reference none of you will get. <laughs> well, this is how old I am specifically. And I think old shaming is another uh, episode. Um, I feel like it's suspended if like it's no. your parent. <laughs> We're okay with old shaming on this podcast. We're not really gonna. <laughs> <I'm> just gonna... <laughs> just and I'd like to thank our sponsor, the AARP. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, it was called Short Circuit. Fisher Stevens, who has since won an Academy Award for directing, uh, played uh, a character in it who is, uh, I believe, uh, Indian. And uh, it's just, it's it's actually really egregious. Can I actually, can I play a clip? Yeah, I would <gasps> love to see to this. share the a collective gas. I know how. The collective gas. Well, the cat is dragged in a site for four eyes, that is for sure. That's a white That's man? a white person? This is a barrel of monkeys. Let us go scrape up some female chicks. An opportunity to spread your legs. Good to smell the breezes, hmm? Girly! Girly, come quick, girly! Danger! Come on! Come on, you! Oh, my God. What planet is this guy from? Oh, you are girl. <laughs> India. As far as I know. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I actually want to throw up. I, this is shocking. This is. Okay, I've seen enough. I've seen so enough. That, that is, is Fisher. Oh, his name is Fisher Stevens. That's how white he is. He was once married to Michelle Pfeiffer, actually. What? What? No, what were you doing, Michelle? They're divorced now. Wait, also, Hollywood is so hilarious that they went so far to try to make him, like, how much time did he spend in hair and makeup to make him look like an Indian man instead of just casting an Indian person? For the role and then it was so oh my yeah, god yeah he's, he's super super white and he's actually since come out and, can you show and, us a picture of him sure uh i feel like kids I can't even in middle school mouth. i feel like kids <laughs> that i went to middle school with like when they see me like that's what they thought i was like, like that is what they saw in their <gasps> by the way that that movie but you're not a, even indian that movie was I'm like a close big enough. Hit, a huge hit <laughs> it was a huge hit yeah, being racist to huge, herself it was a huge hit it reminds and... me of like Indiana Jones, which is like, Back sorry, in our, on our own conversation. <laughs> Indiana Jones, where they, they brown faced everybody in the movie <laughs> in the 80s. Spinoff. Instead of hiring Indian actors. No, just me. Jesse, for that whole part of the podcast, just put uh, Mac and I on one side of the screen and my dad and Helena and Sarah on the other. We were having two separate combos. I was like, I should be in the middle of this. Look at this man. Get it together. Look at this man. Wait, I know Wait, this guy. Yeah, he's, he's, in too. yeah, he's in succession. He plays the he's PR like guy. He's a super oh. successful guy. He won he an Academy Award for, for Best Documentary Direction for The Cove. Really good movie. Wow, I He's guess we all out. have our. Uh, we have to pay our dues with the terrible, shitty. I mean, to stuff, to be fair, to be fair to him, he was an actor at the time, and like right. this was okay saying. back then in the eighties. Uh, I mean, it was that movie was a huge yeah. hit. Uh, they made a sequel. He played that <gasps> character 
again. I, again, it's it's this, it's how many time. levels it has to pass. This is just why we need diversity in every part of this industry, because how did it pass so many people's desk? And everyone was like, yeah, brown face this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Not definitely- only brown face him, but that movie did really went, get really well. Do it again. All right. We need to we need to write a joke, guys. We need to because yeah. this yeah, yeah. is ab- ab- abhorrent. Well, I, the heck just gave hug. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel yeah, like I got this. I feel like I, I feel like I All have. right, let's hear it. Let's okay. Hear it. Ooh. Okay. Oh, All right. shit. He's confident. I don't like well, it. Because Mehek did a really good job of that's writing fair. A it's good actually joke there you go. In advance of the episode, which is cheating. Oh. Um okay, okay, okay. As if all of them. Damn. Yeah, why are you trying to throw my hack under the bus? Yeah, no, I'm breaking I'm breaking. This is this is how you in this is the this is the Shapiro induction into the family. We just roast each other, Mehek. Welcome board. Um okay, all right. I think I got it. I think because Mehek did such a good job. Um, all right, ready? Dad. Ready? <laughs> yes. Wait, I'm going to take a sip of water first. Oh, oh my God. God. How did you ask us if we were ready eight times? <laughs> Welcome to my life. life. <laughs> all right. Um, so I guess uh, I'm not sure why there's such a, a push for diversity in Hollywood these days. I mean, I feel like we've made a lot of progress as an industry. I mean, it was really different when I was growing up. Like when I was a kid, the 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 actors who played other races, the actors who pretended to be Asian in film, were the B characters, were the side, were the. Let me start over. Sorry. Just read the joke. I am. I am. I like when he riffs. I like when he riffs. It takes us to a fun new place. <laughs> All right, it's like ready? We're on the edge of our seats. Ready? Yes. Ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. I don't, feel, I don't feel like you're ready yet. All right. Ready? We're literally like everyone so ready. understands my pain now. <laughs> I guess I don't understand why there's such a push for diversity in Hollywood these days. I mean, like we've made a lot of progress as an industry. When I was a kid, it was really different. Uh, The actors who pretended to be Asian in film were the sidekicks, like Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit. Remember that? That was really awful. Today, kids have A-listers and they're the star of the movies. Look at Emma Stone, Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Perfect. I loved it. I think it followed the rules. I think so too. Didn't make Asian people the butt of the joke. We're good. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's solid, but still calls out some some pretty fucked up racism. So there we yeah. are. I feel like I learned so much today on this podcast about me too. culture and film. The and- more you know. I learned some historical <laughs> things today. Yeah, we, we, we educated you. You opened my mind. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's got some homework. Farewell to Manzanar. To I'm gonna Fisher go to the park. Stevens. <laughs> no. And now I've got a new movie to watch. I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> no. It's really bad. Well, I just friend... I felt really seen. I'm glad. No, no, uh-huh. go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you felt really seen as a Pakistani person watching yeah. a, a brown face of an Indian wait, wait, person. Wait, wait, wait. I want to ask Sarah, do, do you feel like we did it? You were really nervous in advance. You were biting your nails. Are you, are I you was okay? biting my nails. What a shame. Like, we're gone. I think, I think we did it. I think we did it. Yes. Amazing. Well, let's hear what the audience thinks. Do you agree with Sarah? Do you think we accomplished what we set out to do? Would my dad get canceled? Do you want to cancel him? Let us know. Message us at at cancelculture underscore pod on Instagram and tell us what you think. And if you're brave enough, maybe you want to try your hand at writing a joke about Asian people. Uh-oh. Yeah, we want to might... see it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> if you feel confident, you want to send it in, we might even feature it to roast it or to praise it. 
on the pod. So hit us up. And that's all, folks. <laughs> See you next time. Are we going to get sued for saying oh, that's gee. all, folks? Answer. Culture. Podcast.